Hi, I'm attorney Zania Maynard, and I specialize in business law, real estate, and helping you see the bigger picture. This podcast is the beginning of a series that I hope will inspire and empower every listener to not only go after their dreams, but to do it legally and to do it big. Season one is all about the beginning of a business. This is my chance to talk to small businesses about their journeys to ownership and the steps they took to become their brand. Thank you for tuning in. This is season one, Building the Business. Today I'm speaking to the owner of Caswell Bootmakers, Kevin Wilson. Kevin Wilson currently resides in Washington, D.C. and works as a management consultant to the IT healthcare industry. He's a native of Virginia Beach, Virginia, but went to school in Northern Virginia and Washington, D.C. Kevin currently manages Caswell Bootmakers, his men's leather boot brand, part-time, and it grew out of a passion for collecting handmade shoes across the world. About a year ago, Kevin decided to put more energy into this passion, and he set out to create his own shoe brand. All of Caswell Bootmakers' products are manufactured in Spain and New York. Kevin currently runs the boot company by himself. So tell me, I know we just, we know that you had a passion um, to build this company, but what really drove you to actually saying, okay, I'm going to do it? Yeah, so I'd say probably about a couple of years ago, um, I started getting heavy into collecting uh, hand welted handmade shoes, um, just basically just going to different countries and stuff like that and uh, trying to check out different shoemakers uh, kind of around the world and it just kind of became obsessed and uh, one day I kind of kind of got to the point to where I was basically like, you know, hey, why not try it out yourself and see what you can do. Mm-hmm. So kind of came up with the idea uh, and kind of ran with it. So did you have friends that knew that you were collecting boots? Like, how did you know that this was something that you could sell? Oh, uh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in a couple of different, uh, well, there's a whole bunch of online communities where it's like a, it's almost like a cult, mm-hmm. I would say, <laughs> um, where people just buy, sell, trade and talk just shoes all day, uh, specifically like handmade, um, well-made crafted shoes. Wow. And so uh, in those communities, I've been on my for like years. And so you kind of talk back and forth with people. And um, I actually met a couple, a lot of good friends that I currently have now. Wow. Um, through the world of shoes. So um, just kind of been in that world for a while. And um, a couple of my other friends have started uh, shoe companies as well who, that have actually been pretty successful um, and grew their brand globally. So I just decided to just give it a shot. So That's really cool. So is that how you found, you know, shoemakers around the world, this this cult that you found? I'm sorry. No. So uh, so, so basically the cult, uh, it, this is basically online forum. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's Reddit. Uh, Reddit has a couple of different good forums oh, yeah. there, and also um, there's a couple of websites uh, that have some some threads that you can. That basically, people just talk back and forth about how to source different leathers and uh, different makers and, and different different kind of products out there in the market. Awesome. Yeah. So, are there any business owners in your family? Uh, yeah. So my mom, she runs a, a nonprofit uh, down in Virginia Beach. So she started herself like. Um, say about roughly 10 years ago Uh, and so she's built it up pretty from ground up so Mm -hmm. yeah so was she able to help you in starting your business with with shoes I know you know even if it is cross industry 
no no i kind of went it alone uh <laughs> fully alone so you know that's kind of where i'm at and i actually just re- just recently started so um you know i've only been established for like a little while i've been working on it for a while mm-hmm. cuz uh the process in and of itself takes a it takes a a, a a decent amount of time just to source all the materials get the you know get the logistics in order um get your supply chain in order mm-hmm. and uh do all the advertising marketing you know and everything to bring it to market so awesome we didn't uh we didn't prepare this but would you consider yourself a type A or type B personality um i would say i'm, I'm well in 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 i guess in my job i'm a type A mm-hmm. uh personality um i like things to be done like a certain way mm-hmm. and so uh i don't really have much flexibility in that <laughs> uh especially cuz i'm client facing so uh you know that's that's just how i kind of operate um uh, but everything else i would say you know i'm kind of a mix mm-hmm. um you know so i heard uh type a coming out in your uh previous response as far as your planning and getting everything in line before you started your business um i myself am a type a personality and just with launching my law firm you know i'm i find myself over obsessing over things that people wouldn't normally care about um like even down to choosing my logo i had someone say to me like oh well that doesn't matter you can figure that out later and i was like well no if i don't figure out my logo then i can't do my website and then i can't get headshots done for my website you know like i think about all of those things then <laughs> like down the line um so it's interesting to hear other type a personalities in building their business yeah no it definitely does matter cuz every small detail no matter how small it is it's still um people look at your brand by what you put in front of them right. if they don't know you so um it does matter from someone who doesn't know you from you know a grain of salt so right right so you're running your boot company part time yeah yeah doing it part time now um it's it's you know more so just a uh it's it kind of evolved from a project and so um am running it part time now just trying to grow it uh, naturally and uh you know just kind of get the word out So how do you what's it like managing your time between your full-time job and the boot company? Is there ever a day where you where you wish you had more time to dedicate to the boot company? Um yeah, well, I mean, you know, my full-time job runs from well, it depends on whether what type of season is, uh, you know, whether it's proposal season or um but, you know, what working remote with covid it's kind of made things a little bit easier to manage my time yeah yeah uh specifically you know i can work from home so i can kind of transition after i'm done working uh directly to uh to working on the boots like i just finished up uh, work for right now i'll probably have to hop back in a little bit later tonight but uh mm-hmm. um that's just kind of how it works yeah yeah i definitely think there's some good things that came out of 2020 and you know being quarantined um business owners we definitely have a lot more time to dedicate to the to our passions and our hobbies um which is cool because you know being able to multitask now in building our businesses like I know like you're in the early stages of your business and so am I um it helps to kind of create the schedule that I want to have in the next couple months um and you know same goes for you like with your full-time job you know obviously when you report to your job every day you got to do what you got to do but you could also budget your your free time to knowing what you want to accomplish in your in your boot company so that's cool yeah definitely so what are the two most important character traits of a successful boot company business owner um i would say probably customer service and uh the product in and of itself 
uh, customer service. I mean, you could have, I've seen brands in the past where they've had a pretty decent product, but their customer service was, was poor. And so, mm -hmm. um, people just won't really buy into what you're trying to sell. Mm -hmm. Um, and when you can't have that, you know, you can't really grow as a brand. Um, and then also the product in and of itself, uh, people want to buy, well, especially when you're, I guess my market is more so the low end of premium boots. Okay. So, uh, there's like three tiers of, of boots oh, and, wow. um, yeah, so you have like the, I wouldn't call it low end, but like it's gonna, there's three different price range and three different types of customers. Um, there's people who just have the general, you know, they go out and get the general, uh, boots you'll see at the mall mm -hmm. uh, you know just something will last them a couple months um there's those who go out you know um buy a little bit more better quality they get you know uh basically there's a, a a way you can make boots called goodyear welting to where they can replace the soles oh wow um yeah so those are pretty those are pretty good um and then there's high-end fully handmade you know those are a little bit more expensive but um you know you can find something within any one of those ranges so um, it's just all about, you know, giving the best product for whatever your customer base is. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so let's go back to customer service because this is big, especially with small businesses. Um, I'm a part of a couple different networking groups. And oftentimes I see people, you know, posting in these groups, complaining, saying that, you know, the customer service was off. Um, I didn't like the customer service. Um you know, I'd rather go like if it's a rest if it's like a mom and pop shop like restaurant, they'll they'll say, Oh, I'd much rather go to like the Cheesecake Factory. And you know, I, I always feel I feel bad in those situations because customer service is huge. I agree. Um, but how do we get the customer to realize that going to a mom and pop shop isn't the same as going to an Olive Garden? You know, so like in your case, getting boots from Macy's isn't the same thing from getting boots from Caswell Brother uh bootmakers. So how do you how, how do you handle customer service yeah well i think um i mean i think that is a good point i mean it's just especially you have to especially when you're selling a product you have to try your best to justify your price point yeah so uh, i sell you know my boots i'm selling for roughly uh in the middle to high 200s mm -hmm. um so <clears throat> so for me that's for me that would be a uh inexpensive boot because you know when i'm buying boots i like to get them fully handmade from like different makers across the world and like they cost a decent amount of money mm -hmm. um but um you know to someone who someone who is used to just you know buying you know boots let's say from i like the brand clark's but use that for an example mm -hmm. clark's boots run maybe uh maybe 100 to 120 dollars so for someone who isn't generally used to buying you know mm -hmm. more more expensive products or you know relatively expensive products um it's a sticker shock to them so you have to <clears throat> um you have to sort of sell that uh, a little bit more okay. and so i think that's where customer service kind of comes into play um you know because if i can't really um relate to the customer or if i can't really you know um really sell what i'm selling then it, it's never gonna it's never gonna work my brand's never gonna right go. right terms of growing do you see yourself opening a shop one day um no so i don't i don't i, I think i want to go i think i want to stay in the online market mm -hmm. uh direct to consumer i see uh well basically due to covid it's kind of open your open my eyes up to a lot of different uh a lot of different um well i see i, I see brick and mortars as a as a risk mm -hmm. um 
yeah, there's a couple different things, you know, you, you have to move differently due to COVID, uh, especially uh, with, you know, a lot of different uh, brands are struggling right now, especially if they're throwing more on the uh, dressier uh, right, side. Right, right. Uh, because people are moving towards more casual kind of as at, at leisure, mm-hmm. if I said it wrong, <laughs> um, kind of clothing. And so you have to kind of adapt to those uh, changes and trends. Mm-hmm. And so I think me open up a actual boot store. I don't think that's something I want to do. There's a lot of different successful uh, direct to consumer um, solely online companies. Mm-hmm. It allows you to be a little bit more fluid. So I think I'll probably stick with that. So let's uh, describe your your um, process. So let's say I'm a customer and I'm ready to buy a boot from your business. Um, do you have the boots on hand or is that or is that the point in which you reach out to your shoemakers around the world to get the boot made? Yeah, so so right now, I, when I said I'm in the early stages, I'm, I'm still, uh, so actually I just did my first uh, round. I tried to do um, initial like pre-funding. Cool. Uh, well, not pre-funding, but since I did, um, it's called group made to order. So basically you, you make a design, um, you pitched out to potential buyers, they uh, fund the product and you send it off to manufacturing because mm-hmm. with boots and stuff like that, um, you have to meet minimum order quantities. Yeah. And so it's it's expensive. So you could you could take the risk and buy that up front. But as a new boot maker, you don't know what sizes people are going right. to need. You definitely don't know what's going to what's going to sell and what's not going to sell. Right. So, um, you know, right now I have a pretty decent lead time to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's roughly four to eight weeks. But any any sort of um any sort of profit i make from that is invested directly back into carrying stock so people don't have to wait for it but since i'm in the early stages it's just um that to me when i looked over everything that just seemed like the the best way to go yeah granted i won't get as many customers but at least um i can reduce my risk up front and grow you know although slowly uh, a little bit more um a little bit safer for sure for sure yeah. And where are you yeah. looking to get your boots made? Uh, so currently I have, um, currently my boots are made in Almansa, Spain. So oh, wow. uh, it's on the, it's on the West coast, I'm sorry, it's on the East coast of Spain. Um, and I also have another line that's coming out that's going to be made in New York. Mm. Um, so just doing the final touches on that one. Uh, and so uh, that will be made in, yeah, that will be made in uh, on the Western side of New York. And so um, I'll have those as well. That's really cool. Yeah. So how has social media helped you build your business? Uh, it's been, I mean, social media is really, really everything for advertising now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, it's, um, you kind of have to kind of have to do that to grow. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, with this brand, I've kind of taught myself everything from marketing to taking good photos to, you know, um, how to run an ad campaign and all that stuff. So, so you're doing everything on your own? Yeah, do it all myself. Wow, yeah. congratulations to you. Um, just be, launching this law firm, I learned the ins and outs of Instagram and how to run a business on Instagram and, you know, what, what you want to include on your website. And it is stressful. So I have a whole new appreciation for marketing majors <laughs> and communication majors. It, it's a lot. Yeah, no, and I definitely, um, I use the, uh, I use Fiverr a lot. Fiverr is actually pretty good okay. for um smaller kind of uh you know if you're on your own just trying to get started and you know they have a lot of different experts there and a lot of different uh a lot of different fields like especially for like website development and all that Mm -hmm. stuff or 
uh, for helping for some of my uh, Shopify integration stuff that I have to do. Um, I go through Fiverr for all that. It's a good, it's a good uh, app. Um, you can negotiate the rates and stuff with other people who are running small businesses as well. So I like that kind of aspect. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, and so what other platforms do you use? I know that you have an Instagram, but what other platforms do you use to market? Uh, that's it for right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just mainly use that and use the uh, threads that I mentioned earlier. That's just the forums. Uh, eventually I'll grow. Um, it's not really a fan of, of Facebook Marketplace, but I might might try it out. I think I'm just probably going to stick with the uh, Instagram for right yeah. now. I mean, that's the one I know the best. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I feel like Facebook Marketplace is more so for like reselling like old items. You know, like I feel like it's like a garage yeah. sale almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what is your target audience? Uh, target audience is going to be, um, well, I only sell men's boots, but the target audience is going to be men from roughly ages 18 to uh, late 30s. Mm -hmm. uh, going to be some, uh, my boots are made to, I, I basically brand them mm -hmm. to uh, be able to endure different types of mm -hmm. weather. So um, all my boots are made with, it's called a Dianite rubber sole. So that's made in Great Britain. Oh, wow. Um, um, it's made in Europe. I'm not sure if it's specifically great. Made in England. Sorry, that's what it says. <laughs> there. Um, but yeah, so so basically, there's just it's solid rubber, um, so it's good for rain. Uh, well, the non-suede models, but it's good for rain. Uh, you know, good for kind of uh, rougher weather, so you can wear it in the city. Mm. Um, and that's basically what I wanted for because DC is all streets. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's good to have. You can wear it to and from work. Uh, for sure. And so. I know that you said that you are a part of a, some online communities where, you know, people buy, sell and trade, you know, boots. But what other resources, if any, did you rely on during, you know, the building process? Like, are, were there any books or courses or any mentors that you had? Uh, not really. I mean, um, I try to. So generally what I try to I mean, I know supply chain management from my job, mm -hmm. but. Uh, generally I try to, um, if it's anything, I try to basically look at companies who are doing mm -hmm. it well and see where their mistakes yes. were and try to just follow that same yep. path. Uh, I think that's probably the best way to, um, best way to get close to success. Mm -hmm. So do you see yourself hiring, um, employees someday? Oh yeah, I mean, it depends on how the brand grows. I mean, again, I'm, I'm still like in the, the extremely early stages, but um, you know, hopefully one day I can kind of grow to that. I mean, we'll see how it uh, see how it all shapes out. I mean, I'm pretty far in my uh, career in consulting mm -hmm. as well, but uh, you know, this is more so uh, it's a passion. So yeah, um, you know, kind of see where life. Yeah, is. I think that's where 2020 is taking a lot of us, and you know, turning passions and hobbies into businesses and you know, just trying to figure out the best way to do it so that I can last. So I definitely appreciate your, um, your planning and hesitation. Um, I know for me, um, I gave myself a plan to go through the first year without hiring anyone just so I could figure out what my needs were as a business owner. Yeah. Um, but like I said, having gone through my own trainings of, you know, Instagram for business and LinkedIn, um, my first, uh, plan is to hire somebody to help with marketing because that is for sure a job in and of itself yeah no two things i saw that actually uh because i actually had a couple um 
a couple colleagues who actually uh, kind of did the same route. Uh, and two things that they did was um, they did. I don't know if it's it's like a webcast web uh, web seminar or something mm-hmm. like that where they had people they actually had people sign up and they just um, one of the topics was how to um, how to navigate your small business if you're from uh, if you're from oh, the wow. Caribbean so that's you know that's something that's very um, very mm-hmm. specific and you can target different types Definitely. of customers. Um, so I think that's that's something that's especially if you're doing services. I think that's something that's definitely uh, you know, if there's something that specifically you know you can mm-hmm. do well, uh, just focus on that and you know, do like different because uh, people really have to get used to your brand, so they need to they need to kind of try it out without trying it out. And I think holding those little um, like the podcast is a really good idea, but I also think like holding um, you know quick how tos or or. or whatever you know i think that lane kind of um helps people give give people gives people i'm sorry a kind of uh view into what you're offering and you know stuff like that get them familiar for sure for sure and you know most importantly it helps build credibility you know so yeah yeah they want to know that you know what you're talking about before they buy you know if you're talking about in the service industry for products even with you i mean part of your business is the process of building your product you know so people should know that you know because like i'm impressed by you know just by you being part of the forums and getting the shoes made from different parts of the world like that's interesting and that's what sets you apart from other companies you know like if if someone's sitting there and there's and they're saying i want to buy leather boots I'm in between the ages of 18 and 30, but why should I buy from Caswell as opposed to Macy's? But then when they know the process that you're going through and the and the details, that's what, you know, that's what sells your product. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, so it's just, uh, you know, trying to get that yeah, story out sure. there. Um, so having said all of this and you and, you know, in the beginning stages of your business, but I have no doubt that you'll be successful just because of the uniqueness of your company and you know even talking to you i can sense the passion behind it um not everybody can speak with passion if they don't have it so i truly believe that you'll you will for sure go far in your in your business if someone came to you and said that they also wanted to do um start a boot business what advice would you give them yes i would say um I think the the biggest part about you have to be fully confident in the product Mm -hmm. that you're selling. So um, you have to really know your product in and out, how it's made, how the leather is sourced, um, you know, kind of understanding, um, you have to understand boot trends. It's a weird (laughs) term, but um, you have to know what people are looking for. So uh, you could make a boot that you, because one thing I struggled with is you have to get out of the mentality of only selecting what you like um, because you aren't the customer. So um, you have to kind of go for trends that are, I like to go for trends that are more classic, but yet have a little bit of uh, edge to them. Um, And so that's what I try to do when I select different leathers, uh, you know, that have a little bit more, you know, a little bit more deeper darker tones more ruggedness uh so it's just it's just about just being passionate about the product and, and fully for sure in the product. for sure i i commend you 
on having the confidence in both of your businesses and, you know, making this leap, um, even if it is part time right now. Um, and I would and I would love to help you grow your business. I think this is a really cool concept and idea. Um, this is my first time hearing of somebody doing some uh, a business like this and I'm building it the way that you do. Um, and so, yeah, I, I mean, I really appreciate this conversation with you. Uh, the point and the objective of this podcast is to really just shine light on the different kinds of small businesses because, again, through this pandemic, I've seen so many people turning their hobbies and passions into businesses. And for the most part, most of them don't even realize that they're turning it into a business, you know? Um, you know, whether it be cooking meals out of their home or selling baked goods or um, lawn services. Sometimes people just do it and they collect the money not realizing that there's protections that they should have and things put in place to make sure that their business can actually last. So if anything, that's my biggest goal in this podcast. So I appreciate you coming and speaking about your business because you never know, there might be another, you know, boot maker out there who has the same idea or something similar. And, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, your advice and hearing about your journey can help them as well. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you're ready to start your big business, visit my website at www.zmainerlaw.com. Until next time.